0: You're listening to a Mint Podcast, brought to you by HD Smartcast.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome back to Why Not Mint Money? I'm your host, Harshan, and today I invite Vidya Bala, who is the co-founder of Prime Investor. She compares the various instruments available in the market and comes up with a simple investment plan that anyone can follow. Welcome to
0: Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey.
1: Hi folks, today we have with us Vidya Bala. Um, She works out of Chennai and they have a fantastic company called Prime Investor, which lets people choose mutual fund and stocks through a subscription model she was earlier with uh, funds india where she was heading the mutual fund research and before that she was uh, i think the research head at hindu business line portfolio section am i correct vidya
0: yeah that's right thank you for having me in your show and uh, let's let's hope i'll be of uh, some use to your
1: readers so vidya you think about investment all the all the time uh, mutual fund and stocks uh, but Have you been doing any non-investing things or any non-investing activity that has been keeping you busy uh, lately?
0: A lot of it because uh, we run our own firm. Prime Investor is our own uh, startup. And, you know, when you run a startup, a bootstrap startup, there are a lot of things that you do at once. So there is a lot of things other than uh, investment research in terms of, you know, uh, regulatory requirements or the administrative aspects, hiring, etc., So, these are definitely non-investing activities, some of which can be frustrating. So, sometimes I uh, prefer to bury myself into research rather than the other activities.
1: But how are you liking it from a research profile to uh, working kind of like an entrepreneur? So, since you are a co-founder of the company, how is it shaping up?
0: Yeah, uh, I am donning the role of an entrepreneur but haven't given up on what we like to do which is, you know, researching stocks and giving recommendations to retail investors uh, in a manner that is, uh, you know, simple for people to understand and execute. Uh, But um, the entrepreneurial journey has been uh, pretty exciting and challenging because, you know, we've been through a whole period of COVID. So we're all like uh, COVID babies in terms of uh, being a startup. So it gives you a very, very different perspective of uh, what people want, you know, during such uh, periods and also understand uh, the pain points of uh, people, especially in abnormal times. So it's, it's been a very enriching experience altogether.
1: I hope you do very well in this uh, field because uh, we did a recent survey and we saw how many registered investment advisors were there spread out across the country. So, for for instance, in my uh, hometown, that is Manipur, there are zero R I S. If you look at Meghalaya also, there are zero. If you look at Mizoram, there are zero. If you look at Nagaland, there are zero. So, in the whole of Nordic, there are like odd five to six registered investment advisors. And I think your model of business where you give advice uh, at a fixed fee uh, is very important because um, not many advisors are there that are willing to cater to small investors.
0: Yes, uh, Shashind, you spot on on that. Um, you know that uh, retail investors don't have access to quality, you know, research and recommendations and, um, you know, quality help. Uh, and therefore, um, end up oftentimes in uh, the wrong places and uh, have a very bad experience. Um so the idea of us having a platform, a digital platform is to be able to deliver quality uh, you know research recommendations for retail investors across the country. So having a digital platform, you one doesn't have to worry about you know whether one is in Sikkim or Meghalaya. You have access to this and at a price point, which is very pocket friendly for a retail investor doing SIPs, right, or small investments. So that is the idea. So we are a kind of a via media between uh, entirely going to a big wealth manager, paying a fee and, uh, you know, just uh, sticking to a relationship manager where you are not sure if you're getting the right advice.
1: So, yeah, that's true. And with that, Vidya, let's come to the main agenda of this podcast, which is how do we invest as a beginner let's take the example of millennials who are uh, who have just turned 18 or 20 who is working on their first job and they have some kind of a money to save and they want to invest it wisely for the future but the problem is that investing is a complex subject right So there are two kinds of people, people who are over enthusiastic. They trade in crypto, they dabble on options. And in the other extreme end, there are people who have no idea about the financial markets. They want to invest their money. But I mean, where should they go with stocks? Should they go with mutual fund? Should they go with insurance saving plans or should they keep their money in fixed deposit? So uh, Vijay, what's your thought on that?
0: Right. Uh, So, Shashim, investing can be as simple or as complex as we would like it to be. So, it's what we make of it, right? I can decide, uh, like, let's take uh, my father, for instance. I mean, all his life, he had invested in fixed deposits and post office schemes and kept his life simple. And he had, uh, he could provide enough uh, for uh, post his retirement for himself, or for his family. So. Uh, It was a simple way of investing, right? And then there's the other extreme, uh, you know, end uh, to complexity is having an array of products dealing with 10, 12 products, products that you don't understand, products that say that they will give you X amount of money back after Y years and so on. And you don't know what really goes behind all that. So you can decide. So the beauty in investing is you don't need them all. You only need a few products for your requirement and each of our requirement is different once we understand what our requirement is we just need a few products and we need to be steadily investing saving and investing in them with discipline right uh, most of us get you know frightened i mean when I mean, we are young we get frightened by the complexity of investing and therefore stay away or we go to places which are seemingly popular as in if uh, somebody uh, tells you crypto is great and thousands of people are investing in crypto, you want to take comfort under the umbrella of thousands of people investing in crypto. Although you may not understand crypto in the first place. So that's the only mistake that people end up making. So you want safety in numbers. You want to go where everybody goes. Rather, if you just stick to what you know, I think investing can be a wonderful journey and also help build wealth, right? And to take that first step of what you know, you will have to obviously, you know, read up or understand a little bit, right? So if you're an 18-year-old, 20-year-old, or for that matter, just graduated 21, 22 uh, with a new job, the money in hand, you know, basically needs to be put in a place where you want to see growth. It needs to look safe so that you get a sense of security. But oftentimes what we all do is, because we have waited for these 18, 20 years to, you know, make our money, we want the money to double too soon. So we end up putting in products that may not be. So the ideal thing to give you comfort is to just provide that sense of security in you. So opening simple things like a fixed deposit or a PPF account, you know, and starting small in these, just trying out and seeing that your money is safe because, you know, they're not going to, your PPF money is not going to go anywhere. It's government guaranteed. And then seeing that money grow is to me, the first step that a young investor needs to do. Feeling the sense of security in money, I am feeling secure because I have this money, and this money will not vaporize, it will not dissipate because it's safe. It is in a FD, it is in a PPF. That sense is what really is needed as a first stage. Once you do that, then you can graduate to growth products. The first set of product that I am talking of, your FD or a PPF, is uh, you know secure product. Right? It gives you a sense of security, uh, it gives you a sense that I'm really saving. The next level is the growth product and only when it comes to growth product, we are talking of products like mutual funds, we are talking of product like stocks, where you start slowly investing and that is where the real understanding, understanding what you invest in comes into the picture because in FD and PPF, they are simple products. Somebody tells you, you know, this, you're going to put in this for three years, you're going to be given 7% return at the end of this bus, I mean you're, you're done. But that's not the case with mutual funds or stocks. And that's where learning a little bit about the product that you invest in comes into play. So to me, this is uh, the first journey is about, you know, securing oneself. And the next step is obviously about growth. In between this, there is also something called securing the risk. It's called a risk cover, right? I mean, as human beings, our lives are always under threat. Uh, We may have medical emergencies or something may happen to us, etc. And that's where you kind of uh, reduce that risk by taking insurance covers. When I say insurance covers, I think we pretty much need only two kinds of insurance covers. One is for the life and the other is for uh, a medical cover. When I talk of life, not everybody needs a life cover. If you don't have dependents, There is actually no need for you to take a simple life cover, like a term insurance. Because nobody is dependent on you. The money goes to somebody only after your lifetime, right? So you don't need a term cover if you have absolutely no dependents. But if you have uh, your parents, dependent parents or dependent siblings, etc., then it makes a lot of sense to first secure this risk with with a term, simple term cover. A term insurance is nothing but a, a sum that you pay uh, to cover your life in the event of anything happening to your life right the next thing is medical cover in many organizations where one works you might have a medical insurance policy but you may not stick to the job always and the, or the cover may be i mean not adequate so you might want to cover uh, you know this with uh, for any hospitalization or for any surgery or any accident that you might suddenly have it makes sense to take a medical cover so these are so Simply three things that I said. One is investing to feel a sense of security, secure product. The next is risk cover and the next is growth products. So this is how I would broadly classify one's investment approach.
1: Got it. Uh, So any individual who has some residual money and who wants to start investing, they should start with FDs to have a sense of security and Um, in the meanwhile they should also think about safety in the form of insurance you might have any kind of health complication and uh, all these things are very unpredictable and can have various financial implications also so it's safe to have a good um, health insurance and in case you have any dependent you should also have a life insurance Um, but Vidya the most complicated part of this saving our uh, money is the investing, that is the growth part. I mean, how do people go about doing this? Should they go with stocks or should they go with mutual fund? Stocks, there are around 5,000 stocks which is in the offer. But even if you want to invest through a fund manager, meaning there is someone to manage your money, even there, there are more than, I think, 1,500 mutual fund schemes. So, how, how does anyone start looking at so many options? How do they uh, narrow down into one or three mutual fund schemes or stocks? How should they go about it? All right.
0: So, uh, once again, the adage that I said, investing can be as simple or as complex as we make it out to be, comes uh, true in the case of mutual funds and stocks. Mutual funds offer an array of products, an array of categories Um, but not all of them are required. This is the first thing that an investor needs to understand. Every time an NFO comes or every time a, a stock IPO comes, you keep thinking, is this for me, right? More often than not, it's probably not for you at all. So instead of, you know, looking at those options, simply lay down your own requirements, right? And then you can narrow the choices of investments. So the first step to investing in growth products is understanding uh, how long I'm going to invest in because it's very uh, theoretical and nice to say understand your risk. Are you a high risk investor? Are you a low risk investor? Nobody really knows that, right? Probably we can now ask the question, uh, would you like to go in an Ocean Gate uh, submarine to you know view the Titanic with the risk of not coming back at all? <laughs> that might be a risk uh, questionnaire that one can pose to understand one's risk, but that's on the lighter side. Um, the uh, real truth is that nobody really understands risk unless they lose money because risk, unfortunately, is associated with returns. Risk is seldom associated with losing money. High risk, high returns is what people keep saying. The higher the risk I take, the higher the returns. But nobody talks of higher the risk, higher the probability of losing capital also. right? So this risk is a very, very tricky thing. It definitely comes with experience, but for a fresher, the best is to narrow your uh, product choices based on your time frame. So at least have some time frame when you invest. Do I need this money in the next one year? Do I need this money in the next three years or five years? Or, uh, you know, this is for my long term retirement. I don't really need. So bucket your needs based on time frame. It need not be one time frame. You might be investing for your college education, you know, your, uh, you know, say uh, uh, an MBA degree that you want in the next two, three years, that can be a separate bucket. You might, uh, you know, want to uh, invest for the long term for your own retirement, that can be a separate bucket also. So narrow it to what time frame you want and then the product choices become very easy. Once you have narrowed this, for example, if you need something within the next one year or two years, You know, you should not be investing in equity products, neither equity mutual funds nor stocks. Those are not the places for short term investors. Right. It is a different thing to trade, but you don't build goals thinking that your, you know, trading will build those goals. Trading helps you make money. That's all. But you can't really plan for goals because based, uh, technical based trading can work both ways. Right. You can also lose money, etc. So, one year, two years, forget about these, uh, um, you know, focus on debt mutual funds, focus on FDs, you know, don't try and uh, or focus on simple hybrid products in mutual funds, Uh, you know, uh, there is a category called equity savings and all that, which gives you equity, but not the downside of equity. So, there are categories that you can focus on or simply go with FDs and debt mutual funds if you have very short time frame. Once you cross three years, you have five-year time frame, etc. and you're a beginner, Uh, the best is to start out with mutual funds. And since, like you rightly said, there are thousands of them and you don't know where to go, the simplest is to start with what is called as passive funds or index funds. Index funds or passive funds are nothing but funds that mimic a certain index in the stock market, like the Nifty index, the Sensex index, or the mid cap 150 index what do they do they simply invest in the st- same stocks that are there in the index that means they will earn as much returns as the index what does that mean i basically sail with the market because these indices are what determine market movements right so when you say the market fell today you base it uh, uh, based on whether nifty has fallen or uh, risen right so You basically sail with the market by choosing index funds. You don't need anybody to really kind of uh, build a portfolio for you at this stage. You can simply take one Nifty uh, 50 and you can take say a mid cap Nifty 150 you know kind of an index and start putting money that way. You actually grow with the market right. This is the simplest form so you can even stop here. You really don't need to graduate into looking at active mutual funds, binking, uh, building a giant portfolio of ten, twenty, uh, you know, funds, and so on. So this uh, will ensure you sail with the market, right? If you it interests you further, and you want to get into stocks, there are no shortcuts. You have to necessarily in stocks. You have to necessarily understand how stock markets work, and for this. You need to do some basic reading on understanding fundamentals of a company, the PNL, balance sheet, how the business works, etc. And then put a kind of a wish list, you know, in any of the platforms, you can create a list of stocks that you watch. You can watch them and you catch them when, you know, the prices fall or a big market correction happens. That's a good kind of way to enter stock because generally what happens every new investor likes to uh, enter when the market is euphoric when the market really goes up right and that's when they get really hurt because they are actually uh you know kind of following the market herd and entering at the peak and they get really hurt so instead spend months and months and months understanding the market creating your own wish list it's like just waiting and biding your time right and a market fall happens and you enter the reason why i'm saying a first time investor to do this is it will ensure that you don't lose interest in the stock market many people who come in come always at the peak because that's when they see returns and uh, you know they want to kind of enter and then they lose money and they never come back so what happens you actually lose out on a wonderful uh, wealth creating product out there so the best way is to just bide your time you know uh, it is literally like, uh, you know, a robber waiting, you know, for his right opportunity to rob a place. This is exactly what you do. You watch, you know, you sketch your plan. So you draw your list of, uh, you know, stocks. Uh, you have already looked at their fundamentals. You like them, but then they look expensive. So you're waiting for some correction to happen. Now This is what can really help uh, provide confidence in the market for you and provide confidence in your own skills to be able to Pick stocks. Meanwhile, the index funds are doing their job for you. So you are not out of the market. Please remember that, uh, you know, by putting in index funds, you're constantly ensuring a sailing with the market. The stock is only to give you that extra bit of, uh, you know, kind of um, uh, thrill besides trying to create alpha if you're good at it. But then your wealth building is continuously happening through these index funds. So this is one of the simplest way to go about doing it. Here again, stocks is not a must. You can simply, you know, it is as simple as it can get. You can simply invest in index funds. You don't have to worry whether your relationship manager gave you the right fund or the wrong fund or whether his fund is underperforming, whether a fund manager has changed and whether you should now change. All these questions, you know, uh, will not even come into the picture if you use index funds. And then you can, you know, look at If you are interested and you have the time, you can start tracking active mutual funds. In some categories, active mutual funds do outperform indices. If you take large cap, for example, large cap funds struggle to beat the index. There is no reason for you to be trying to get the best large cap fund. It's sufficient to hold an index fund. But in the small cap space, for example, a lot of active mutual funds beat the indices. So you can try and, you know, pick here. Um, In my view, going by the amount of news that we hear of miss selling or the news that we hear of people being given the wrong products. Some amount of do it yourself is necessary if you are going to be an uh, investor who's going to pick actual Mutual Funds. DIY is not just a fancy term, it has become a necessity.
1: Yes. Um... So far, uh, what we have discussed is that um, assuming you are just starting your job and you want to invest your money and you're confused where to invest. Should I invest in stocks or should I invest in mutual fund? What Vidya is saying is that if you don't have the inclination towards the financial market, then you can simply buy an index fund. You don't have to choose actively which mutual funds to buy. And do your research. The only thing to keep in mind is that if you um, have some spending needs, if you want to spend your money within, let's say, five months or less than one year, then it is not advisable to invest through an equity mutual fund. Uh, then you should go for a debt mutual mutual fund or a bank FFD. Uh, but if you have longer term goals uh, let's say three to five years then you can go with uh, an equity mutual fund and Vidya is saying you don't have to spend too much time thinking which mutual fund to buy you can simply start by investing in a index fund uh, so Vidya with that um, I want to ask you how has an index fund performed in the um, since it was launched, and if uh, a person wants to invest in a index fund, how should he or she go about it? Should he buy through an app like Zero da or Grow? Should he try to invest uh, through a dis uh, distributor, uh, or uh, should he or she go uh, to the uh amc company directly um what's your thoughts on them
0: okay so if you have decided that you want to do uh, investing uh, using index funds uh it's a, it's a very very simple process and uh, you don't need a distributor to be investing in an index fund chances are if you go to a distributor they will ask you to go for an actively managed fund the reason being index funds have very very low commission so any product that has low commission will not be the first to be sold to you right so you will be dissuaded from um, you know uh, basically going for passive products so it's enough that you do index fund investing directly so there are two ways i spoke of index funds right index funds there also a similar product called etf etf also invest in indices passive investing but they invest through the stock market, as in you can invest through the stock market. They are live, real-time, like stocks available on the stock market. So the question is, do you want to take the stock market route to investing, that is through a DMAT account or have a non-DMAT approach to investing in passive funds? If you decide you want a non-DMAT way to investing uh, in passive funds, you have any number of direct platforms that you can invest in a platform like zerodha for instance is a demat form of investing zerodha coin uh, invests your mutual funds index funds or etfs through demat but then you can uh, decide you don't want a demat there are any number of platforms including the amc's direct uh, websites but if you go remember if you go to the amc's direct website every time you for a different fund if you have three or four funds you have to go to three or four fund amcs instead there are you know uh, uh, platforms You have like even uh, CAMS and CARVI, the uh, registrar agents for mutual funds running their own platform like MF Central. You have MF Utility, all of these uh, which is run by the Amphi, you know, association itself. So there are platforms where you can simply go and invest directly if you're doing, uh, you know, index investing. ETFs, you can invest, like I said, the only difference is ETFs you is like traded in the stock market whereas index fund is like an end of day where the fund gives you the units and the fund when you redeem the fund takes back the units but in ETFs you buy it in the stock market and sell it in the stock market. The only you know risk with ETF is other than the top ETFs Indian markets still don't have high liquidity in ETFs. So that means there's a chance that you are not able to buy and sell right and the price may deviate too much. Also, because there isn't too much activity happening, the price may also deviate from the underlying value too much. So that's the risk with ETFs. But popular ETFs like the Nifty, Nifty Midcap 150, you don't really need to worry. Um, uh, the thing is in mutual funds, you don't need to have a DMAT, right? You can, without DMAT, the only way you can invest in passive funds is through index funds. So to my, uh, my mind for a beginner, unless you're going to open a DMAT account and also do stock market investing, you don't need a DMAT account. If you're going to stick to simple uh, mutual funds, index investing through non-DMAT form
1: will be sufficient. Got it. Uh, so for people who are wondering, one, they have decided they want to invest in a, in the index fund. Where should they go? So Vidya is telling us that you can simply buy it through a DMAT account, which is a stock trading account. Or you can go directly to a fund house uh, and uh, buy it through a fun format. So, Vidya, I want to ask you another question. Once somebody has decided he or she wants to invest in an ETF, which is the best ETF in India to invest their money in? You just said there are lots of ETF, but apart from the big, big ones, we shouldn't really go into the smaller ones because they are not very well run, and their prices can deviate from the actual index so what would you recommend to a a starting beginner novice investor
0: see the uh, nifty etf uh, the nifty 50 etf is quite popular and for a beginner because it invests in the 50 largest stocks in the market which is representative of the entire market you know almost 90 percent of the market representation is carried in these stocks it makes sense to start with the nifty 50 Many large AMCs, you know, there's not much of a difference with what they call as tracking error. That is, the, the ETF should track the index as close as possible. So, the lower the tracking error, the better, right? Fund houses that have been established in this area, you know, I'm just giving the names. I shouldn't be giving recommendations here. So, please don't construe this as a recommendation. Uh, you know, large AMCs like Nippon, SBI, Um, you know, uh, UTI, uh, HDFC, all of these have this, uh, you know, Nifty 50 with enough volumes traded in the market, which means they're highly liquid. So, you could safely uh, start investing in them. The same names are available through the index fund, non-ETF mode also, non-DMAT mode. You can use, uh, you know, any of these, uh, you know, based on whatever you, see, there is very, very marginal difference in the ETF, I mean, in the index fund investing world in returns unlike the active funds in active funds you really have to worry whether you chose the best fund otherwise your performance might suffer but here it's, it's marginal you could check for tracking error something called tracking error which is available in the you know fact sheet which fund has lower tracking errors preferred because it means that it is following the index very closely
1: okay got it got it so Vidya is suggesting go with the established names like Nippon, ATFC, SBI and buy uh, the large et- ETF, not the smaller ones. So um, Nifty uh, ETF is one example. But uh, to whoever is listening to this video, these are not investment recommendations. This is just for educational purpose. So please do your own research and don't rely on this as an investment advice. Uh, with that video, my next question and probably others are also thinking is that um, what are the expectations one should have while investing um, in these kind of funds? So I'll just give you an ex- example. My sister, uh, she also wants to invest some bit of her money that's left after spending, but the problem is whenever I go to her and tell tell her, hey, why don't you invest in a mutual fund? It has good uh, return generating potential. Uh, in the long term, it tends to do well and stuff. But she never gets the conviction uh, to do this kind of thing. First is that she thinks that is complicated. And the other thing is that there is no one to hold her hand and guide through the process. Whereas, whereas... Uh, what really attractive to her is the insurance saving product. Insurance link, linked with saving. And what I see is that why many people find it interesting is because first of all, there is somebody to hold their hand which is through a distributor which gets a commission. Second is that they don't tell you that your return might vary from year, year to year. They tell you they give the fixed amount of money like you invest 10,000 after five years for instance you will get 50,000 so the fixed fixed return in the whole uh, brochure or the document is what really drives people into this kind of uh, insurance product so what are your thoughts how should people go about this
0: yes Shashin so with investing, uh, you know, over uh, the last two decades, what we have understood uh, with people is, people want to invest in something either tangible that they can see and feel, which is gold, real estate, right? In gold and real estate, nobody knows how much it is going to deliver in the next two years, one year, three year, five years, but still, it is actually market linked, right? But nobody is worried about that. Nobody worries that they don't know the return that their gold or real estate will give, right? But when it comes to equities, it is there is a nagging feeling that I don't know whether this will deliver or not. Whereas, you know, a a fix like you said, a money back plan uh, of an insurance, somebody actually tells you, "I'm going to get uh, ten thousand after, say, uh, you know, ten years." Uh, every year i'm going to get 10000 or i'm going to get 1000 and so on so people either want something tangible as uh, to see as investment even if they don't know how much it will return or they want assurance on the returns itself right so um, unfortunately products like stocks mutual funds are in between this they are not tangible you can't see and feel them like gold or real estate nor can they kind of give you the fixed returns uh, that the others are assured, right? But what we need to, and this will come only through awareness, is that especially in those fixed returning products like insurance, if somebody wants to feel secure, which is okay, it is not compulsory that every person has to come to the market. If they are uh, finding, uh, you know, fixed returning products secure, fine. But are they with the right fixed returning products is the question, right? insurance money back plan if one really does the calculation will more often than not give returns lower than even ft so why not just go with ft right and have a pure term cover a simple term cover has much lower most people are not aware that the premium on a pure term cover is far lower much 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 lower than a money back plan where there is insurance plus a saving component right So, where there is an insurance plus saving component, the return is low and the premium is high. This is the missing link which people really don't understand until it is told to them. So, I think that can come only through awareness. However, stories, real life stories of how equities have built wealth for people can be told. I mean, if you take, you know, the Nifty itself, you know, if you... uh, are able to give examples of the Nifty 50 delivering, say, 24%, 23% and annual return in the past three years, for example, and put them in terms of value, 10,000 invested in Nifty becomes so much, you know, in three years, they will understand the kind of the power of compounding that mutual funds or stocks do have, right? It is not easy. But the only thing that I will say is, is if somebody is staying away from the market because they fear the volatility, it's not wrong, but they should seek the most optimal product within the fixed income category itself. So, to me, FDA plus a separate term insurance is a far better product than a club insurance plus saving money back plan, right? So, that's the way I look at it. As for convincing young people, you know, the only way to convince is to ourselves be an example when they see people around them invest and actually build wealth and make use of that money say on a good holiday trip you know they would never have been able to do it with very low returning products you need a very strong returning product to build wealth for you wealth is very different from just saving saving is money that is just put out there maybe it'll grow one percent two percent at best if you put in your savings account etc but wealth is compounding so this difference unless they really see around them or experience or read about it only awareness can change it right so that is the only way uh, we have found in these two tickets that uh, people with awareness or when they see real life stories is when they really understand the power of compounding inequities uh, and in mutual funds
1: you put it very well and i don't even need to sum up to our uh, listeners about this uh, if you hear what Vidya said, then I think it is evident that uh, what mutual fund offer and the market risks that is there. And I leave it to uh, the individuals listening this podcast. What is more suitable to them, no financial advisor can decide. We can only uh, tell them the available option, but the decision has to be taken by himself or herself. So Vidya as we are coming to the end of this podcast uh, would you recommend anything that new in, uh, to new investor who wants to learn about investing any books any videos any podcast maybe
0: Definitely uh, your uh, uh, mint itself is doing a good job with uh, many of these podcasts so i would uh, strongly recommend that Um, We also, if you just want market news and one happening thing at Prime Investor too, we have such um, a kind of a a podcast that will help. We have something called Varsity, if you go to Prime Investor, Varsity is entirely free and uh, you'll be able to, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, understand the basics of investing in uh, mutual funds, the basics of, uh, you know, uh, investing in stocks and things like that. So. There are, uh, you know, many books that you can uh, look up to. We have uh, uh, very good authors. If you're really, uh, you know, kind of uh, interested, Peter Lynch, you know, um, uh, there are Howard Marks. These are names if you Google, you will find n number of books to start very serious understanding of how to invest in, uh, you know, how to understand stock market and how to start investing in stock market. There's a wealth of information from the annual, uh, you know, Uh, you know, uh, meetings of uh, Warren Buffett's uh, Berkshire Hathaway and, uh, uh, you know, locally you have uh, people like the uh, Fundu professor uh, whom you can follow. Uh, I would uh, rather that you read, um, you know, than just watch any quick YouTube video on how to make money in the next one hour, you know, those kind of things uh, can help in the short term but they don't build wealth in the long term. So there are uh, many such authors that uh, one can uh, listen to. Uh, also, um, you know, if you're serious about uh, modeling, you know, kind of uh, building models to invest in stocks and things like that, um, there are very good, uh, you know, uh, uh, downloadable material that you get from Professor Ashwad Damodaran's website. Uh, you can go and, uh, you know, these are all free source, uh, you can go and check them out. Um, he gives many classes in YouTube itself and he also, you know, kind of has material, Excel sheets that you can download and even practice, you know, your DCF modeling and all that. These are uh, very good sources and also freely available
1: that I would recommend. Vidya, do you have any investment guru? So let's give it this way. Who is your investment personality?
0: Um, I don't think there is one person, there are so many, but uh, definitely um, one person whom I have met and I have been extremely inspired by uh, would be the late uh, Parag Parikh. You know, he is no more, but there is a mutual fund house that runs uh, in his name. He was a value investor who followed uh, value to the T in everything that he did in his life. It was not just about investing, whether it came to buying a car or booking a hotel when he was traveling. You know, there was value kind of uh, ingrained in him. So he has been a tremendous source of inspiration. But other than that, because uh, when I grew up, uh, you know, uh, fund houses were uh, just coming up, I mean, uh, in early 2000s and all. You had very great uh, you know, fund managers uh, whom we have all uh, looked up to in many ways, uh, many of them have uh, retired uh, etc. But people like for example HDFC Prashant Jain and uh, uh, earlier uh, Shiva Subramanyam from Franklin Templeton. these are people who have really inspired in terms of uh, fund management and have stuck to their own principles and their own investing lives also. So these are just a few, but there are many number of people from whom, uh, you know, uh, one can draw inspiration in terms of, uh, you know, investing. Uh, Oftentimes, the one takeaway that I have in people who have been inspired is not the complexity, but the simplicity, the simplicity with which they handled investing or handled people's money. And that simplicity only came with conviction and experience over years. So that is what investing is about. Investing is not something it is like practicing a, a game, right? If you want to become a cricketer, it is those years, I mean, uh, years and hours of practice that really make you a better cricketer. I think the same holds good of uh, investing also.
1: That's so true. And I think one of even my favorite investor would be uh, Rajiv and Ronak and Raj who right now runs PPFS which was founded by Parag And I also truly believe that uh, they are the ones who is keeping uh, Parak Parik's uh, soul alive through PPFS. And yeah, so uh, they recently celebrated their 10-year anniversary and they have done pretty well. So I think that mutual fund itself deserves another podcast for discussion. But yeah. For today, uh, I think we're done here. And if viewers, you have any more doubts, we will take it up. And we hope, Vidya, you will come back again for a future episode. Thank you so much for coming. Hope to see you again. Thank you, Shashwa. Thanks for the opportunity. That brings us to the end of today's episode. If you would like to know more about this topic, then you can reach out to me on Twitter. I go by the username at the red Sashin NJ or LinkedIn using my full name that is Shashin Ningtho We would be happy to take your suggestions. That's all from our side. Thanks for tuning in. See you in the next episode.
0: To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms.